Hello and welcome to Follow Me and Die. I'm your host, Larry Hamilton, and today is episode 116, Thursday Thoughts, Tweaking Random Treasure Maps. So I'll be talking about random treasure maps today, and I'll have a companion blog article that I'm going to post next week. And the reason for that is I don't want to detract from my big announcement that I posted on the blog today, the artist for my card game that I plan to kickstart next year. And I'll have a link to the artist announcement and a FAQ page on the blog. And the last little bit of news, this Saturday, May 11th, I'll be at Jasper's Game Day at Zeeg Games in Howell, Michigan. Jasper's Game Day was started last year, and it is focused on raising funds for suicide prevention. It is also hosted by the American Association of Suicidology. And as I was gathering my links for the various things today, I noticed that the game store, Zeeg Games, is going out of business because the competition from online markets has made it too difficult for them to stay in business. And so their last day will be May 26th. Jasper's Game Day will have a new home next year. I really enjoyed that little store. I've only been there the one time last year. It's a couple of hours from where I live, so I can't just go over there whenever I want. So I hope that they are able to find a new endeavor that is enjoyable and challenging and worthwhile for them. It's owned and run by a couple of women who are obviously gamers, and they've got a cool little store. I really hope they make their next thing a success. So now on to the tweaking random treasure maps. I had an idea come to me and reminded me that it's not a new idea for me, tweaking treasure maps. And in the past, I put together a combination of tables from Kelry's number four encounters reference PDF. On page 130, it has three tables, one for the form of the map, another for what does the map go to, and the best of the tables, the status of the treasure. Similar tables are on page 120 of the first edition Dungeon Master's Guide. And surprisingly, Osric does not have any tables for determining anything about the map that one might find. While AD&D assumes it's always a treasure map, Osric just tells you the Game Master will have to make their own treasure maps. Well, what I like about the Dungeon Master's Guide tables, just because one has a treasure map does not mean that the treasure the map leads to is real, or if it is real, that it's even still there. For example, 5% of all treasure maps are false maps. So what does that mean? Is the treasure gone? Or is it like a scam where there is not really a lost Dutchman mine? Or have the monsters in the dungeon tried to play it smart, hoping to lead the adventurers away? So I combined the ideas from Kelry's map, the first edition Dungeon Master's Guide map tables, Grimm's All the Dice Treasure Map Generator, and Richard LeBlanc's New Big Dragon A to Z D30 Treasure Map Generator. Grimm's table is a way to indicate the landmarks and obstacles or destinations on the map between the beginning point and the location of the treasure. The D30 map generator is one of 30 
D30 PDFs written as part of the annual 2014 A to Z blogging challenge. Actually, I guess that's actually 26 PDFs. It details the materials used for the map, the condition of the map, does it have holes or mold or damage, etc. And if it's written in a different language or a particular code. And my need for all these map tables came up several years ago in my home campaign. I decided I wanted to have a map seller and decided to randomly determine how many treasure maps he had. I don't remember what method I used, but I came up with 32 maps. And the party bought all the maps that had anything to do with the general location where they were currently adventuring. And I determined that that was 17 of those maps. And because they were flush with cash, they spent their treasure investing, hoping to find more treasure. So then I had to build a spreadsheet to track all this information. And I'm not going to share my spreadsheet because I don't want to give anything away to the players. But the first column is the source, in this case, the name of the map seller. I didn't go into further detail about where he got the map, but that could be another layer to that. Then I had quality of the cartography. Is it a good enough map that you can figure out anything about it? If it's a really poorly drawn map or really crappy tools used to try to make the map or really bad material, maybe you're not going to figure out where it goes. And then, of course, the size of the map, what condition it's in, what language it's in, other details, the general location that's on the map, the status of the treasure, the terrain and landmarks and so forth on the map, and then notes about exactly where a pristine or mostly pristine treasure is in the dungeon or other location. When you're determining treasure, one of the things in the treasure can be more maps. Now, for me, not everything has to be a treasure map. It could be a map of the world, a map of the region, a map of the dungeon. Who knows what it might be? And so this leads to all kinds of ways to use each of those maps in a game. Can the players read or decipher it? Is it a good enough quality for the players to figure out where it leads? And, of course, is the treasure still there? Now, for a really large treasure, such as the mythical Wealth Beyond Bearing, they may still be quote-unquote there. And what I mean by that is they're in the same general area where the treasure was originally found, but those who first found it were unable to haul it off all in one go, so they buried it, hoping to return. So if it's a recently found treasure, and the party stumbles upon this new location and takes it, they may end up having somebody come looking for it. If it's a treasure found long ago... Perhaps no one else knows about it yet. Or maybe others have discovered it and decided rather than move it to beat feet and go get transport to come get it all. And in the middle of the party doing something about it, there could be something interesting happen. And maybe the moved treasure is also gone. Maybe it was retrieved by the original finders or perhaps still others. And if it's a large enough hoard, I can foresee it getting found and moved hidden again and found again many times over the millennia as different groups find it and take what they can carry and then hide the rest, hoping to come back later. For example, it could be hidden in a cave long ago that now is home to a monster. And if the players face the monster and defeat it, they might discover more than the base treasure of the monster. They might discover this ancient horde. And you can deal with hidden treasure in interesting ways. For example, there's 
one really big treasure in my world that was found in ancient times and moved, and a reclusive person found it. And they built a shack over this treasure because it's now theirs. And I haven't yet decided which, but the recluse is either unwilling to trust people or unwise and will only leave the shack when in need of something and then only carry enough money to buy what they need in town so as not to give away they've got more than what it seems. And portions of the horde are now scattered about his range, so to speak, which means he has multiple nest eggs scattered about in case something bad happens. He can never lose it all. But the treasure is so huge, he can never hope to move it, so he just built his house over it. And as I thought about this and revisited the idea of my spreadsheet and all these different sources for treasures, I've got my own ideas for making a PDF that I'll add to the list of PDFs I am have in store in the coming months. And it'll help with generating random treasure maps and determine if the treasures are still intact, partially looted, or cleaned out. And a cleaned out treasure could be cleaned out completely, not even a copper is left. Or there might be bits in the corner here and there, or smaller piles and stashes of coins in nooks, crannies, and crevices, or ledges, or undiscovered rooms. Now there's tons of maps available online for dungeons and other adventure locations, but off the top of my head, I'm not aware of any maps that actually lead to these locations. Is there anyone out there creating treasure maps or maps to various locations? Now unless you want to build something that's in your homebrew world as an artist, it wouldn't go very far unless you're marketing that homebrew world to others. But I can imagine a map maker online making general maps. Like, here's a map with a trail through a jungle or a dangerous trek through a swamp or through the mountains or through the hills or the forest that lead to different locations. And it wouldn't have to specify the starting point or the end point that is, does it start in a town, a city, a village, the middle of nowhere, and the end point doesn't have to be a treasure. It could be a series of tombs that may or may not have treasure. It could be some ancient mystical place. It could be any number of things. So is there anybody doing a resource like that out there? If so, let me know. I'm also curious to know, how do you handle treasure maps in your game? Do you just draw them out and give them to the players? For me, I don't go into too much detail when I draw. And as a theater of the mind sort of dungeon master, I want to help the players engage. And they could even draw what I describe on their map. And through role play and such, they can end up finding the treasure or not. I don't want to make it easy that they're there, but I also don't want to spend tons of time crafting a perfect treasure map that never gets found. So that's the balance. You decide you're going to have a treasure map and a treasure. Well, you obviously want to have it ready to go when the players discover it. So you don't want to get it done too far ahead of time. And what if the tre something comes up and the adventurers decide, oh, we're going to go chase this thing and they never get to your map. Obviously you could reuse it, but if you reuse it and they come back to the other treasure, then you need another map. So it the perennial problem of the Dungeon Master. I'm curious how you've dealt with that in the past. What resources do you use besides drawing them yourself? 
please call in and share. I thank you all very much for listening. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. And game on. And here's the end blurb. You can find Follow Me and Die at my blog, followmeanddie.com, here on Anchor and the many other places where my podcast is syndicated. Follow Me and Die on YouTube, and you can find me on various sites where you see my social media avatar by the amazing Satine Phoenix. I have a social page on my blog that directs to all my various social media. To get more of my thoughts and opinions in the realm of role-playing games and other games, check out my other sites. I also contribute to Multiverse.World by the new TSR. If you like the podcast and the other things I share online, there are a few ways you can support my efforts. First, tell me and tell others. Just getting out the word is important. Consider backing my Patreon. Patrons get a vote on my next PDF, published on DriveThruRPG. Please check out my RPG-related PDFs. I'm working on a card game that I hope to kickstart in the first quarter of 2020. You can find the sign-up for the announcement mailing list on my blog. I also have a Teespring store where you can get a shirt with my logo, the same one by Satine Phoenix. Thanks for listening, and game on! (laughs) 